It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Ethan Sargent. Welcome inside the studios here in beautiful Athens, Ohio. I'm Ethan Sargent. It is a pleasure to be on the show today. And we've got a packed one for you. We've got a quick show today. We'll be out at 6.35 to send you over to coverage of the Reds playing the Phillies tonight. Uh, that'll be live right here on WATH right after the sports fans, so don't go anywhere. But if you want high school football previews where we are all over that today, we've got previews from the TVC Ohio, the TVC Hawking, and other games from around the region. So we are going to be covering it live here. I've got couple of very educated guys here in the studio with me. Cade Williamson and Michael Roth are seated right behind me. And let's jump right into it, gentlemen. Why not? And let's start with probably the marquee game of the weekend in maybe all of Southeast Ohio football. You've got the Nelsonville York Buckeyes traveling to take on Newark Catholic in what is a massive potential statement game for the Bulldogs, that game is going to be live over on WXTQ tomorrow at 7 p.m. Will not want to miss that one. Cade, I know you're calling that game tomorrow over there. What's your thoughts? Uh, honestly, when you're looking at this game, like you said, it's a very it's one of the better games to watch if you're in Southeast Ohio. Probably the best game out of any team in the TVC in Athens County uh, this weekend. Uh, it's, it's going to be a good one, but the main storyline coming into this game is that Newark Catholic's week one game was washed out. Uh, it was rained out. They were supposed to play Bishop Reedy on a Saturday night. That's when all the weather rolled in, and a bunch of games across the state of Ohio got really rained out. And It was unfortunate for Newark Catholic, but we'll see. They're kind of starting behind the eight ball uh, coming into this game against Nelsonville York, who had a pretty solid win over Trimble last week. Uh, I'm just interested to see how Newark Catholic will come out, how the quarterback question will be answered for those green wave uh, starting Miller Hutchison, the sophomore guy, uh, getting his actually first varsity start uh, this Friday night, tomorrow actually. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens from the green wave. They have a great coach and Coach Ryan Aiello up there on uh, Newark. But that's not to say that Nelsonville York can't make a statement either. I think it'll be a tight ball game. I'm very excited to get that game. I'll turn it over to you, Raw. Yeah, so this is a really interesting matchup. You know, last season, Newark Catholic really had their way uh, with the Buckeyes. But, you know, this is a new-look Newark Catholic team. Obviously, quarterback position looks different. And I think that was something that really gave NY trouble, was defending the Newark Catholic passing attack. Now, their running back is back for Newark Catholic, and he's obviously going to be a problem for the NY defense. But... What I want to ask you, Cade, is you were, you were there at the stadium watching Nelsonville York in week one against Trimble, and it seems like quarterback Makai Williams found some success, but he only threw, correct me if I'm wrong, nine passes? Yep, only nine. So what I think, for Nelsonville York to win, Makai needs to complete double-digit passes. Like, that's a bare minimum. He needs to complete ten. Like, um, the only way you win without that is if, like, Newark Catholic fumbles twice, or you get, like, a scoop and score, kickoff return touchdown, something like that. Like, there are other fluky ways to win. But in Nelsonville, York, I think if they want to be the better team and win this game, they're going to have to pass to beat this Newark Catholic defense because Newark Catholic is probably going to stack the box. They're going to make NY beat them with the pass, 
Cade, are you expecting more of an aerial attack? And how do you think Makai Williams and Leighton Logie, his star tight end and pass catcher, are going to handle? Because they didn't really seem necessary against Trimble. You just wanted to run the ball, keep it in their hands. That was enough to get the wins. It won't be enough this week. Yeah, it's it's a bit interesting, I want to say, uh, because Newark Catholic, size-wise, is very similar to Trimble. When you look at the their roster, the weights, the heights, everything like that, very similar size to Trimble on their roster. Um, they have a, a couple solid DBs with a, a little bit of good height. Um, but when you when you look at them well-rounded and you look at how they are defensively and compare it to Nelsonville York, I mean, Le- Leighton Logie's going to have a mismatch against most teams that he's going to face this year. Uh, just for how solid of a player he is, when, even if you put him at the tight end or in a slot or maybe on the outside. Nelson New York tried to get him on the outside one time uh, and target him in the air. But I, I, I will say that Makai Williams did look impressive in that second half. I think that they will have to rely on that pass uh, a little bit more, and I think that they will rely on that pass a little bit more. But if they can just win in the trenches, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a similar game plan to what they did in the first half of that game against Tremble and just ran the ball right at him and ran it right down the throats. But we'll have to see. Just wrapping up on this game, um, going to make my pick here. Um, Kate obviously sent this one out because he's going to be calling the game. I'm going to pick the green wave to win. If you come at the king, you best not miss. And Newark Catholic has been the king in southeast Ohio, defending state runner-ups. They're still the top dogs. And Nelsonville, York, they got a shot to knock him off, but I don't think they're going to knock him off. Should be a really intense game, but I got Newark Catholic by around two scores. So I think Newark Catholic, last year they won by, I think, 24 points. This year I think it's going to be somewhere in that like 10 to 17 point range. I think it's going to be more competitive, but I think at the end of the day, Newark Catholic starts off this season in week two with a win. And that game is just going to be absolute must-tune-in territory, so make sure you listen over on WXTQ. But if you're looking for Athens Bulldogs, it'll be right here on WATH right around this time tomorrow, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. It'll be Athens heading to Galley Academy. Of course, Athens lost to Philo last week, did not go too well for the Bulldogs. Boys, how does Athens need to improve to get win number one on the season? Offensively, I mean, that's the main thing. They had some a lot of troubles offensively moving the ball last week. They only got one touchdown later in the game, if I'm not mistaken, the third quarter uh, against Philo. Philo, a solid team at that, but Galley Academy is nothing to scoff at either. I mean, they've got, correct me if I'm wrong, Roth, but a, a solid offensive guard that's got D1 offers uh, left and right down there for Galley Academy. Um, uh, we, you know, we'll see. But if Athens is going to switch things up, they've got to get the offense going. That, that's what I think from the Bulldogs this week. Yeah, uh, offensive tackle uh, Isaac Clary, is, he has a couple FCS offers. Um, he is massive, like 300-plus pounds. He is, uh, like, Galley is just going to run behind him, I think. And I, I don't think there's anybody on the Athens defensive line that's going to be able to handle him. Uh, while I was talking to Cedric on Tuesday, just recapping, um, last week's games, Athens got shut out last year against Philo. This year they scored. Last year they got shut out against Gallia Academy. I, th- I think a reasonable expectation if you're Athens Bulldogs fan is, you know, let's get, let's get at least one or two touchdowns on the board this week. They come in prohibitive underdogs. I think Gallia Academy wins. But I think if you're an Athens fan, find some success through that passing game. Um, it might be a struggle defensively. might give up similar amount of points as you did last week. But... 
if you can get a couple couple touchdowns on the board, that's going to make you more confident once you head into conference play. So I got Galley Academy winning pretty comfortably. Yeah, and no, I'm with you too there, Roth. I would say Galley Academy does pick this one up, and Athens goes 0-2, but they're a team that improves as the season goes on. Case in point last season. Yeah, of course, Athens uh, will look to bounce back. Of course, you can catch that game over on WATH. Cedric Granger will be on the play-by-play for that one. Uh, let's real quickly swing around the rest of the TBC Ohio. Uh, let's start with the Vinton County Vikings, a team that a lot of people expect to challenge. Nelsonville, York, right near the top of the conference. Took a loss last week over in Chillicothe to the Unioto Shermans, fell by the score of 21-6. Uh, VC, you know, having those high expectations now, it's it's certainly a different sort of feel around the program. They're taking on Rock Hill. Um, what do you need to see from them this week, fellas? I see Vin County's offense be more explosive. Not scoring until two minutes left in the game in week one is not going to cut it. But I think this is a bounce-back week. I think Vinton County rolls. I don't think this game is very close. What say you, Cade? Uh, I'm thinking the same exact thing. I, I think Vinton County needs that bounce back week. I think this is going to be a good bounce back game for them. We'll get them ready to roll for a tough game in week three, a game in week three that Carl and I will have uh, as the Athens County game of the week between them and Trimble. Um, two teams that have started off the season 0-1. Uh, we'll see how Trimble does this week, but Vinton County I think will get the bounce back and they'll walk into that week three matchup even up at 1-1. One one. Yeah, absolutely. It is going to be a very tight game. We will see what Vinton County can do um, after falling last week. Alexander now, as we keep moving, Alexander taking on South Point. Uh, the Spartans heading over to South Point. Uh, another game, you know, Alexander, another team that struggled recently in the TVC Ohio. How do they just keep improving? Um, you know, when you look at the rest of the conference, Alexander's been near the bottom for a while. How do they continue to improve? Yeah, you know, um Coach Rusty Richards was talking about how he thought Alexander would be improved this year, uh, has spoken multiple times about how highly he thinks Alexander quarterback is, and the Spartans found a way to win a tight game in week one. They beat South Point in a close one last year. <clears throat> I'm going back and forth on this one, but I'm going to take the Spartans to advance to 2-0. and Um Last year, this game was really tight, came down to the final possession. This year, I expect the same. Uh, Kate, do you think the Spartans are going to move on to 2-0? Uh, I would agree with you there. I think that Alexander, honestly, I could see Alexander possibly being a team that starts off 5-0 and on this season. They have a chance to do it this year, do the Spartans. Um, they've got some uh, you know, opponents that they can definitely get some victories against to start off the season, uh, which kind of sets up a week six matchup with Vinton County that's might be a prime game to look at. Might be a game that Carl and I actually have for the Athens County game of the week. We'll see what happens there. Might do a little bit of flexing with the schedule. But still, uh, I do think that Alexander does improve to 2-0 and on the season and end up getting the victory over the Pointers in Week 2. That should be another good game as well as we continue to move on. This game will have a lot of people maybe from Belpre maybe shrugging. Meg's taking on Belpre. This year it's in Belpre. Last year I had the pleasure of being at that game, Meg's versus Belpre. And it was not a good game for Belpre. 81 to 36 was the final for Megs. How does Belpre not give up 81 points this week, fellas? Uh, Coulter Cleland isn't there, he is, so he is gone. Which yeah, that's. We'll have Eagles fans exhale. Yeah, that's gonna help, but I still think Megs scores a lot of points and wins. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking 
you hit the nail right on the head there, Roth. I do think Megs gets another victory over Belpre this year. I don't think it'll be with 81 points on the board, but still a, a comfortable win at that for the, for the Marauders. And rounding out the TBC Ohio, we head to Wellston. Uh, their own one lost shutout last week at Oak Hill, and it does not get any easier for them this week as they welcome the Fairland Dragons to town. How does Wellston even keep this one a game? Um, I think just preventing Fairland from dominating them at the line of scrimmage, I think that's Wellston's best bet because Fairland's got some talented players on the outside, um, but they graduated star running back slash linebacker J.D. Brumfield, um, star safety Xander Schmidt. That was a lot of, like, power and hard hitting that Fairland had. I still think the Dragons get it done, but... I'm not sure if they have the sort of physical talent to, like, really scare you, but I still think Fairland starts off the season 2-0, gets a win here. Yeah, I'm going to take, take the Dragons as well in this game. Uh, Wilson just uh, really shocked us last week. It, we thought that both Roth and I both agreed that, we, that Wilson and the Golden Rockets were going to get a victory over Oak Hill, but that wasn't the case. They stumbled out the gate. Uh, maybe that's a product of just losing a lot of talent uh, to transfers in the offseason. Um, which is not what you want to see if you're a Wilson fan. But when you lose the, uh, when you lose coaches, you have a lot of turnover. That's kind of the things that happen. But I will take Fairland in this ballgame. Yeah, of course, a new head coach as well, so there could be a little bit of a grace period. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to take a quick preview over at the TBC Hawking before looking at other big games in the 7-4-0. We'll be right back. You're listening to Sports Fan, presented by JK Contracting. At Ohio Health, you can see your doctor here, there, or anywhere, whether it's in person. Hi there. How are you feeling today? Or at home. Hi there. How are you doing? At one of our 200-plus care sites across the state. All right. Let's take a look. Or on your tablet, smartphone, or computer. So when did this problem start? You'll feel good knowing Ohio Health provides the finest care anywhere. Schedule care today at ohiohealth.com slash finestcare. This Friday, your Athens Game of the Week features the Athens Bulldogs taking the road to Gallipolis, Ohio to take on the Gallia Academy Blue Devils. Can Athens bounce back from a week one loss to even up their record? Find out this Friday. Join Matt Frazee and Cedric Granger on the call. Pre-game coverage starts at 6.45 p.m. on 970 WATH. The journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step. In the same way, the journey to end poverty for good begins first with a child. A journey like this takes commitment from you and me. A commitment to end poverty for good. Learn how you can help at children.org right now. Local teams, local opinions, the sports fan on 970 WATH. Welcome back inside the WATH studio here in Athens. I'm Ethan Sargent, joined by Kate Williamson and Michael Roth. We are previewing this week's high school football action. Now we, we already hit the TVC Ohio. Now we're going to hit the TVC Hawking. The first game we'll start off with, River Valley is taking on South Gallia. What do we think about this one, fellas? Um, well, judging by how South Gallia, they looked pretty solid last week against Sims Valley. They did. 
um, which was a bit of a surprise because it seemed like Sims Valley was going to go in and steamroll him. But maybe the culture is different. Maybe there's something going on down there in South Gallia that could get him going this season. Uh, River Valley had a tough loss last week against Eastern, just were outmatched. They've got another cross-TBC matchup. I, I see this as a close game, but honestly, I, I'm feeling South Galley with this one. I really am. All right, Kate, uh, we're, we're going to disagree on this one. Um, I'm going to pick River Valley to win. I was impressed with South Galley in week one. I'm just going to have to believe it when I see it for like South Galley That's to fair. really turn the tables. So give me, give me River Valley getting the win. All right, let's move straight on. Is there trouble brewing in Gloucester? Trimble took a loss last week to Nelsonville, York, lost 16 to nothing. They're taking on River this week in their home opener. How does Trimble right the ship? Uh, they're just going to have to be better offensively. And that game last week with, with them in Nelsonville, York, they had success right out the gate. They had the ball first, they went right down the field, and then they stalled out. Uh, they got in the red zone, they couldn't put any points on the board. And from that point on, it was just all Nelsonville, York. Nelsonville, York outgained them offensively over 100 yards more than the Tomcats last week who or I believe maybe had a buck 23 in total 83 of those on the ground um, and the two completions came really almost in garbage time but you got a tough opponent this week in River. River if there's gonna be a team in region or correction division 7 in the southeast region to knock off Newark Catholic this year River's the team to keep an eye on and even though it's Trimble's home opener I just don't see them pulling this one out, and I've got River over the Tomcats. Yeah, I, I think the panic is like a relative term, or like is there danger like in Gloucester. Um, this is a tough opening to the season. I, I think the Tomcats are going to be fine. I just don't see them getting a victory here. I think they fall to 0-2, but I, I still think there, there's room to look up if you're a Trimble fan. You know, you got young talent. They're going to be a team that gets better as the season goes on but they're going to take their lumps early in the year, so give me the River Pilots. Yeah, and with Trimble taking these early lumps, could that open the door for the Waterford Wildcats to potentially open up an early lead in the TVC Hawking in terms of record? They're taking on Williamstown from West Virginia. It'll be their opening game of the year. Waterford, of course, won last week at Crooksville, 18-6, to boys. How do the Wildcats keep on rolling? Uh, Waterford won this game last year on a one-score game, if I'm not mistaken, over Williamstown. It, it was a solid game, a low-scoring game, more of a defensive affair. Um, but Crooksville isn't a very stout opponent. Now, granted, yes, that game was the first home game back for the Crooksville Ceramics in a long time, um, almost two years that they hadn't really played a home game. And when you look at that and you look how Waterford, you know, they're replacing a good bit of talent, I, I, I think it's going to be a tough game for them to pull out. I've, I've got Williamstown with this one. Yeah, I thought I was going to trick you this time, but we're on the same page here. Uh, I think with the loss of Holden Daly, I don't know if Waterford has the same punch. Uh, last year's game went to double overtime. Waterford was able to win. I think it's going to be another tight down-to-the-wire game. I'm just not sure if Waterford has that one offensive player to push them over the edge. So I'll take Williamstown to get the win. And another team that is sneaky looking pretty solid so far this year after one game, of course, is the Eastern Eagles. Last year, you know, they struggled a little bit, but this year they looked pretty good last week and take it down River Valley 21-6, and now they'll take on 1-0 Sims Valley on Friday. Can the Eagles continue to roll and maybe challenge in the TVC hockey? 
I think it's a possibility this year. I, I, I really do. Uh, we've talked a lot how the TVC Hawking might be wide open. Um, and looking at this game and how Sims Valley played a team that was toward the bottom of the TVC Hawking last year and South Gallia last week really came back and won that game after trailing for most of it uh, while Eastern just took care of business. I mean, Eastern's at home this week. You kind of have to question how good Sims Valley is. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one out there, and I'm going to say Eastern gets it done. Gets it done at home over Sims Valley. Yeah, I agree. After um, how tight the Sims Valley South Galley game is, I think there's a bigger gap between Eastern and South Galley. So I think that um, they get the victory this week, advance to two and zero. So give me Eastern. Yeah, the Southern Southern Tornadoes now looking to uh, get their first win of the season. They fell last week to Chesapeake by a score of twelve to six. They're heading to West Virginia this weekend to take on Wahama on Friday night. How do they get a win over one state? So these were actually former conference rivals. The first game I actually ever went to in Southeast Ohio was Wahama versus Miller. Um, so I, I think this is a bit of a rivalry game for the White Falcons after leaving the TVC Hawking. I think they get the victory over Southern. Southern just took a loss to an 0-10 team from last year. So I think Wahama gets it done. And I, I agree with you there, Roth. I do think Wahama gets victory over Southern. Uh, Southern starts off uh, not really what might, might have been expected uh, from the Tornadoes. I mean, yes, Wahama's a difficult opponent, but that, le that loss last week to Chesapeake does not look good on the resume uh, if you're the Tornadoes. And I also as well have Wahama in this game. Yeah, and real quick, before we take a break, what kind of shoehorn the four Fry Cadets into the TBC Hawking, even though they're not technically in there. We will quickly preview their game because they got a big one after getting their big win last week. They're taking on Bel Air, who fell to Garraway. How does Fort Fry just continue to steamroll teams who seem like they're so much bigger, but Fort Fry always just so well drilled, finds ways to win football games? Yeah, you know, I picked against Fort Fry last week, and they made me look silly. I also thought that Bel Air was going to get smoked by Garraway, and they led the game up until there were like two minutes left to play. So both teams are better than I think. I think Fort Bry wins a close one, but Bel Air definitely, with that week one performance, it kind of opened up my eyes, and I was like, wow, like maybe I got to pay a little bit closer attention to this team despite losing Colt Seacrest. Seems like Bel Air is going to be a tough team, and always interesting playing those Saturday afternoon games in Bel Air. It's a, it's a unique place. Like Everything about it is just, just different than Friday Night Lights. And that being different and being in Bel Air, uh, I think it'll be a tight game, as Roth said. Uh, I th this one is another solid game overall in really Southeast Ohio or teams from Southeast Ohio involved in games this weekend. Um, you know, Fort Fry really went out there in the second half and punched the John Glenn Little Muskies right in the mouth in that game. And I think that they will continue their success uh, this week and get a victory over Bel Air, but it'll be a close one. It'll be a closer one than what people might expect. Yeah, of course, for those who don't may not know, Bel Air actually does not have lights on their stadium currently, so they have to play all their games on Saturday afternoons. We'll take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll zoom through the rest of some important games in Week 2 of the Ohio High School football season. You're listening to The Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. 
What's better than ordering a classic McDouble stacked with 100% pure beef patties, topped with tangy pickles, chopped onions, ketchup, mustard, and a slice of melty American cheese? Picking a second fave to go with it for just $3.19. Now at McDonald's, mix and match a McDouble with a savory McChicken, crispy small fries, or tender four-piece chicken McNuggets. Get any two for just $3.19. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tune in Friday night for the Athens County Game of the Week on Power 105. This week, Hudson Stalder and the Nelsonville York Buckeyes will travel to Newark's Whitefield to take on the defending Division 7 state runner-up, the Newark Catholic Green Wave. Join Carl and Cade on the pregame at 6.30 with kickoff at 7 p.m. on Friday. Nelsonville York, Newark Catholic. It's the Athens County Game of the Week on Power 105. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740 698-3521 for a free estimate. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. Welcome back to the Sports Fan presented by JK Contract. And we don't have a ton of time left, so we're going to get straight into it here. And got to say, I said that uh, NY North Catholic might be the game of the week in Southeast Ohio. I think this one might have a real claim to it. Ironton at Jackson last year, Sports Center top 10 finish. Will we see something like that this week? Uh, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think we're going to have a kickoff return with no time left to determine the outcome. Um, I'm going to take Ironton, but I expect it to be a highly competitive game. Jackson at home. Uh, intrigued to see how quarterback Jacob Winters handles Ironton defense, but I think Iron. I think because Jackson is also going to try and score with Ironton, there's going to be more possessions, unlike how Wheelersburg was playing a keep-away game, keeping it low-scoring. I got Ironton in a higher-scoring game than Week 1, but should be a good one. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you here, Roth. I think that the Jackson Ironmen get it done. Uh, I think it'll be a tough game, Oh, I, and I agree with you. I think it'll be more of an offensive game in that one, uh, definitely showing the firepower that both of these teams have and a good preview overall. But I, I, I like Jackson in, in this one. Not that Ironton isn't a bad team by any marks at all, but... I do see the Ironman pulling this one out. And one of the more shocking results of the week last week was Burn Union taking a big loss at the hands of Dawson Bryant, 43-6. to It's their home opener this week against Portsmouth Notre Dame. How do the Rockets bounce back? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, that was, I think it wasn't that they lost. It was the score that they lost by, you know, Portsmouth Notre Dame uh, running with some momentum. And at least their loss week one was to... Uh, an opponent that's historically a little better. So I'll take uh, Portsmouth-Notre Dame to get the win in this one. 
And I'm going to agree with you there. I think Portsmouth Notre Dame gets the job done. We'll have to keep our eye on Burn Union to see how they progress uh, as the season goes on. Just depends on how things roll. And the last game we'll have time to get to today, Shady Side really lost last week to a team that had one win all last year after being regional runners-up last year. They're taking on Shenandoah, who just lost their head coach this week. Teams both in transition. Who wins a crazy game? Uh, I'm going to take Shenandoah, um, even though uh, losing coaches is something you really never want to have happen. But um, that week one loss for Shady Side isn't looking great. But it should be an interesting one right along the Ohio River in West by West Virginia. I'm going to switch it up. I think that Shady Side gets the victory in this one. I think they get it done. And that'll all we have time for today on the Sports Fan.